Hi, welcome back to another episode of UTS Student Hacks Podcast. You're joined here today with Kelly, me. I'm currently in my fourth year of law and business, majoring in accounting, and we're also with... Hi, I'm Roxanne. I'm in my fourth year of medical science and international studies, majoring in Japan. Awesome. So this podcast is about surviving remote studying, which is something we're going to get really familiar with throughout this spring session. But before we get right into it, get some water, fruit and snacks to help accompany you through this podcast. If you're not aware already, remote learning has been extended to the 27th of September. However, if you have any classes, labs and clinics that must be delivered face to face, that will continue to be held on campus. If you have any general questions about this, feel free to message the student online live chat on the Student Learning Hub website. So on today's episode about surviving remote studying, we'll be tackling three basic topics. So one, ways to beat Zoom fatigue. Two, building a routine. And three, making sure you have an ergonomic workspace and other tips along the way. So we're first going to start off with ways to beat Zoom fatigue. I typically need to have buffer time before class starts. I know I have friends who typically just wake up right before class starts and somehow be able to pay attention. I can't do that. I need to have some time before class to buffer, wake myself up, so I can actually make the most out of the class that I'm going to attend because I don't want to rewatch it. I don't want to go over the lecture materials or tutorial materials more than once. And I want to make sure that the time I spend in class is worthwhile. So usually for me, um, ways to beat Zoom fatigue would be if my class is in the early morning. Generally before in last semester, it was very cold and it's really hard to get out of bed since it's so cold. So I would immediately hop out of bed, go into the shower, have a really hot shower to wake my body up completely. And then with that, it helps me pay attention. Yeah, that's one way. Like we both need some buffer time, something to wake ourselves up before class starts. What about after class? So to make myself actually pay attention or like keep myself awake is to have something planned after my class that is really fun and will be able to boost my mood. So typically after a class, I would schedule a time to have a FaceTime with friends, go out on a walk, do something fun so I can kind of reboot. I agree. So for me, usually I would hop onto Discord and chat with friends. And then by nighttime, we would like play a game, like for example, code names or something. Yeah, that sounds really fun. Another two tips for ways to be easy and fatigue is making sure that you rest your eyes using the 20-20-20 rule. Every 20 minutes you spend watching something or doing a class, For 20 seconds, look away at something that's 20 feet away from you. So in the metric system, that will be six meters, around six meters. This ensures like your eyes are able to maintain, like you maintain the well-being of your eyes. Also, another thing is if your lectures are pre-recorded, you don't need to watch it in one sitting. You can watch it in parts. I know that I have some lectures which I really enjoy. So I actually watch the whole thing because I'm actually interested and really engaged in the content. But... And other lectures that they just they don't they just don't hit the same, you know? So don't force yourself to finish it in one sitting, do it in parts. Um so with the lectures for me, generally it's also in parts, but if I want to just get the gist of it, uh, and with just what was talked about, I would I have this little extension in Google where it gives me the ability to speed up or slow down certain videos. So I would often put it in two times speed 
and watch it really quickly to get the gist, look at the lecture notes, and then go back to it if I need referral. What's the name of the Google extension? Uh, so it's called Video Speed Controller. I learned it from a friend where they would usually have lectures that are like three hours. So just sort of like speed it up. They would put it in like 1.5 times or two speed. And I've had certain friends put it in three speed, which is insane. But I they just get it. Damn, three times speed a lecture. I can barely keep up with the normal <laughs> speed. Yeah. So, yeah. It's an option out for people if they want to watch the lecture faster. So another thing to really help you survive remote learning is building a routine. I have, I live by one, two things, two things. My Google Calendar and my diary. So my Google Calendar has all the events that I have going on whenever, like regardless of week, month, day. It tells me what I have to do and what things I have going on. If it's not on my Google Calendar, it's basically, it doesn't exist. It's not going to happen. I'm going to forget. Just to make sure I have some sort of way of making sure I don't double book myself. It's a good way to build up a routine because you have everything in calendar. It reminds you 10 minutes before your event starts that you have something on that you should be doing. That's for like the digital side of my planning. But physical planning, I use a diary. In my diary, I put anything. It doesn't have to be events. It could be something I've done in that day that I want to remember or a movie that I watched. It could be anything. So I don't just restrict myself for my diary to just be about like work or uni. It could be anything. So usually for my routine, it's changed quite a bit considering I've changed my sleeping schedule as well. But usually I would do basic necessities in the morning. But now for my routine, I generally, I would always forget something and... The one thing that I would forget the most is always my diary. And that's the one thing that I tried doing during the first two, three years of my degree. So it never worked out. But I would never forget my phone. That's the one thing that I would never forget. So I would also do the same thing with Google Calendar. I would put all my events, anything that I have to do, any any task into my Google Calendar, schedule it, how many, give flexibility with how long it might take you know, how much time I would need as well, and then give leeway if anything suddenly happened. So I can move things to different days. And the second one would be, I would always use my whiteboard in my room to write down little messages to keep me motivated during the semester. So it would be like this weird drawing of a face and be like, keep going, keep going at it, you got this. And that, for some reason, sometimes you just need, you're the biggest motivator of yourself. So I would always do that. Yeah, personal motivation. Another thing is to have an incentive to help you stick to your routine. So be it like if you get through like your classes or your daily tasks on that day, you can reward yourself with whatever you'd like. And another thing to have in your routine is to make sure it's flexible. You don't need to fill up your your routine to the brim. Like you don't need to plan out every single hour of your day, like eight hours of sleep, two hours reserved for eating. No. You don't need to. You're going to have some hours in the day where you have nothing to do. Or if things don't go to plan, like allocate a task to a different time because you have that freedom of like moving things around. So be a, a full day where you dedicate no tasks to, a couple hours throughout the week. It's really up to you, like what routine you have because everyone's different. Another thing is to set some time aside every day or every couple of days to do something that you really enjoy. I personally really enjoy walks because I hardly ever go out these days and I took it for granted prior to lockdown. One of the main things that I've 
continue to build as a routine is that regardless of the changes currently with everything and learning, I would still stick with the Google Calendar option. And now the last thing is about making sure you have an ergonomic workspace. So if you're unsure of what that means, it's making sure that... A good habit. Yeah, the workplace you're working in is good. A couple of things is making sure you have a good posture when you're sitting on your chair. So making sure your back is straight, your feet are flat on the floor, making sure you're you're not looking like a shrimp and making sure your laptop screen or your monitor is at eye level. You can adjust this with books or a laptop stand just to make sure it's at eye level so you're not straining your eyes. And yeah, that's just a couple of tips. There are plenty of more ergonomic tips I can find online, but those are the main ones that I try to adhere to. What about you, Roxanne? Um, so I think every half an hour when I'm on my computer, because, you know, often I would sit there for like hours and hours, especially during the day, is that I have a habit of slouching my shoulders inwards. So one of the, ex- the quick exercises I would do is roll my shoulders back to sort of help with the posture. And that's something that I would often do and stretch as well, especially with my back and everything else. And another thing that we mentioned earlier was the 20-20-20 rule. So make sure to prevent eye strain and keeping your eyes healthy every 20 minutes. Look away for 20 seconds at something that's 20 feet away. Yeah. And another thing is make sure you're hydrated when you're working. Make sure you have your water bottle, snacks, so you don't be dehydrated and maybe develop a headache. Because that's what happens to me a lot when I forget to drink or eat. So yeah. Right now, in this podcast, you should be drinking some water. It also helps to, um, when you have headaches, looking at the screen for so long, staying hydrated is the best prevention, I guess. The best option. Yeah, we're trying to prevent dehydration here. Yeah. And like Roxanne said, keep your body moving with simple stretches. So when you stand up, all of a sudden, you don't feel like your knees are about to break. True. You feel like you've aged a couple years. With those tips that we've given you throughout this podcast, there's also a couple of workshops I can tend to from the Student Learning Hub. So these are workshops such as setting goals, balancing your time to make sure you're making the most out of your time with remote learning and your time at UTS. So to register for a Student Learning Hub workshop, be sure to just hop onto the Student Learning Hub website and look for workshops. There's also digital skills workshops, which can develop your skills in Excel and other Microsoft Office applications, as well as Adobe Creative Cloud, like Photoshop. Just go into the Student Learning Hub website to look at all these workshops and they're most likely free and online. So check it out. You've got nothing to lose. And only to gain. Now we have a task for you, our listeners, about our next week's episode on staying connected. The question is, what have you done to stay connected with your friends? Was it sending them surprise deliveries, daily FaceTimes, or watch parties? Let us know by shooting through a message at utsstudenthacks at uts.edu.au. Thanks for listening. If you want to check out any of our other previous episodes, they are on our website and other sites like Spotify. If you're feeling stuck or have a question, feel free to send your question to the Student Learning Hub online live chat, where you can chat to students from 10am to 6pm Monday to Friday. Don't forget to join us for our next podcast on staying connected. Until next time, see see ya! ya!